Life Audio. Hey, and welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am your fill-in host, Barnabas Piper, here, as always, in studio with my co-host, Ronnie Martin. Ronnie, how is the palatial uh, mansion you're staying in on Malibu Beach or Carmel or wherever it is in California <laughs> that you're luxuriating? Dude, it's going good, man. It's awesome. We are in we're in the Central Coast, so we are in basically in San Luis Obispo, um, kind of Arroyo Grande area. And uh, dude, it's great, man. It's uh, what I love about it up here is you got this sweet combo between like mountains, pine trees, and like beautiful majestic you know ocean you know views and you know right on the water so it's just you got you got all the best geography all one place and yeah we dig it yeah i i don't when i was in publishing i ended up in california two three times a year almost always southern california um for sure and yeah yeah, but it's it is a rare place when you can have you know the mountains 30 minutes one direction and the beach you know 15 20 minutes the other direction and you can see one from the other and it's yeah it's beautiful um glad you guys are having a good time and ted is is doing his annual summer speaking thing at i think it's at camp barrickell where he speaks every year he and his family go up there and they love it but also they uh they don't have internet apparently so uh yeah we're we're doing this one on our own hi everyone if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault listen up we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The reason that we carved out time in the middle of vacation, which normally we wouldn't ask you to do because vacation is sacred is because this week is a very important week for us as a podcast because it is the release of our book, The Happy Rant, which we very creatively titled. So this week, it hits it hits the world. I think you actually stumbled across it in a bookstore somewhere already, right? Yeah, it was crazy. So there is um, about half a mile away from where we're staying, there's a book. I don't know if it's a chain, but it's a bookstore called Parables, which there's probably been 200,000 bookstores named Parables. And um, it is, so we it is a chain. I used to pre- sell to them. Oh, it is a chain. Okay. Yeah. So we walked in and this was two weeks ago. And, you know, thinking like, you know, Christian bookstores can be funny about sticking to release dates. And most of them probably don't in the, in this day and age, you know, so we walk in and they're right on the new release section is our book sitting right there next to, I don't know, Tony Evans or something. Right. <laughs> um, so as it should be, you know, um, that's the proper place for a book like ours sitting next to, Tony Evans, like leadership tips or something like yeah, that. So Beth Moore's um, so, latest book and whatever else, like, right. It is, that is our spot right there. I mean, dude, it was, it was surprising. I mean, it just, it, I, that was not expected. I was thinking, man, we still have four weeks, you know, why is that thing sitting there? 
so that was it. I was surprised. Did you, uh, did you sign it? Oh gosh. Well, how would I sign it? What do you mean? Did I steal what? it? No, like, so, you, you know how authors do. They go in and they're like, hey, signed three copies of my book at whatever Barnes & Noble at this intersection. First one's there, get some. Like, did you did you sign it and then, like, put it back on the shelf so whoever, whatever lucky soccer mom comes in and picks it up has a, has a, a signed copy of The Happy Rant? I mean, isn't that, like, destroying property that's not mine? My- <laughs> <I, I, laughs> that's, that's what I think. I always feel like if I tried to do that, like, an employee would come up and go, I'm, I'm sorry, you have to buy that now. What, what are you doing? Like, dude, I didn't, is that a thing? I didn't it know is. that was a thing. Yeah, it's. Oh, uh, dude, I, I would. I would never do that in a thousand years. Yeah, I wouldn't do it unless the store like set up a signing. In which case, I'd I'd probably still decline. But uh, well, in in honor of the book release, I have a few questions to talk through with you, just to kind of tee this thing up. You know, we've we've talked a little bit about it here and there. We we recorded some episodes way back. I think it was what was it, spring of last year, when we were writing uh-huh. this in uh, in Destin, Florida, together. But it's you know. The, the the publishing industry moves at the the speed of Christian culture change. Yeah. So uh, here we are <laughs> finally. So first question, just to help just to help listeners understand what they might be getting their hands on. How would you compare this book to Carl Truman's The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self? <laughs> I mean that what that's maybe the best question you've ever asked in your life, Pipe. So I, that that deserves an award at, at some at, at some awards thing. Um, so I would say that if you were to put those books right next to each other, there'd probably be some combustible thing that would happen in the universe. <laughs> but I think, um, but what I what I do think it shows in a positive way is that um, there might be finally some diversity of writing and topics coming through our, you know, our, our evangelical, you know, Christian book camp. You know what I mean? Um, because I don't know that you could find two books more dissimilar on one hand, but at the same time, books that are doing some level of cultural commentary. And of course, one you have by a really smart guy who knows what he's talking about with probably the majority of things coming at things from a very technical level. And then you have us coming at it from a, here are just the things that we find annoying and funny and ridiculous. And hey, let's just chat about it. And maybe it'll be a, a, you know, an amusing read for everybody. So on one hand, totally different. On one hand, they almost, I mean, they almost fit together in a, in a weird way. You know, I don't know. No, I, I kind of think that's true. Like if, if somebody reads and enjoys both, I think it, you, you could look at that person and go, you are a well-rounded Christian cultural analyzer. <laughs> analyst this is see i'm not carl truman i don't know the right words but uh it you know if you just read his book you, you might be a pretentious blowhard really well informed and if you just read yeah. ours it you know y- you might yeah you might be a little you're a little light a little thin a little, maybe little you need a little more yeah but if you read right. and enjoy both you've you've really arrived all right next question you're the yeah you're well balanced i mean you're yeah. well balanced dude like honestly if i I, and I'll just say this: What I would love to see in four or five weeks, when the book starts shipping, I would or three two weeks, I would love to see. I would love to see people send us photos proving they have both and that they've read both. Yeah, maybe maybe just simply the glow of that would actually get us on an on an end of the year book list. Like last year's last year's Carl Truman yeah. glow will, will carry us into this year's end of year book list. Which is which is one of the questions I wanted to ask you. How many uh, end of year like best books of twenty twenty two lists will the Happy Rant end up on? I mean, I think it's safe to assume 
zero. Um, <laughs> but I, <laughs> but I also, but I if also, I was a betting man, <laughs> but I also wonder too, like, you know, it's like how how well rounded do people want to appear in their end of year booklet? Like, I feel like that one is so easy just to slide in the middle of all the stuff that makes you look cool. Um, and this one kind of this one kind of keeps you sort of in the hey. I'm not just a really like boring academic geeky nerdy nerd Twitter dude that only likes to read, you know, like, you know, evangelical theological society books. Like I, I can have this, we are the, I can have fun too, you know, kind of a, you know, insertion into the book list. Right. Will, will Jared Wilson put us on the, for the church book list this year in any, any chance of that since he ghost wrote the forward. Well, okay, so Jared Wilson is actually spending, him and his wife are spending a couple of days with us on vacation as I speak right now. They're in the other room. And um, here's the thing. I mean, as tight as me and a Jared CR, I have no confidence that he'll actually push that on FTC or put it on his end of the year book list. Hmm. I have zero confidence in that. So I don't know. What kind of a best friend is he anyway? That's I'm I'm disappointed in this answer. Well, I mean, at this age, you just put those words in quotes. You That's know, true. I think at this point, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what that means anyway when you're like old. So, I, you know, yeah. But that's a great question. I don't know. I think I think I wouldn't have even thought to think of that. So, I think over the next couple of days, uh, you know, I think I can do a little work and sort of basically say, hey, so um, for a friendship to work, there's a little give and take. Yeah, quid pro quo. That's how friendships work. Correct. Correct. Uh, All right. Next question. Um, Are you in any way trying to work this into counting towards your your thesis, your doctoral thesis? (laughs) Um, Pipe, I mean, if only it could. If, If there was any way that any of these chapters I could copy and paste into that dissertation, you better believe in one hot minute I would be doing that. I mean, you better believe I would be doing that. I give you full permission to use my portions of it as well. Um, So, you know, if, if that, if that increases your, your opportunity to work it in, feel free to use my portions. I don't know that they're doctoral level, but you know, give it a shot. I, you know, anything to help you out, to help, to help us have a Dr. Martin on this podcast, that would be amazing. Appreciate that. I mean, I, w- I if I did, I wouldn't have even asked you permission. So thanks for giving it. Number one, but um, I think uh, no, it's 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 clearly not doctoral level writing that we got going on in this book. So like, I just don't think I'm going to be able to use any of it. Which again is a huge bummer because you know, as a writer, you love to be able to use something you've done for something else because that just means less writing and less effort and less work. And yeah, um, yeah. plagiarizing yourself is so. the best. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, that's not, and that, that's an oxymoron, you know? And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, if, if I was doing any, you know, here's the thing, I'm not doing anything that kind of speaks into like culture for my dissertation. So if, if I had anything that spoke into anything related to like cultural, whatever, whatever, <laughs> I, you better believe I'd be copy and pasting and then just adding footnotes and making it more technical, you know, kind of a thing. I, I um, do feel like yeah. cultural whatever whatever is a pretty good description of this book. That's that sums <laughs> that sums up our efforts pretty well. That's a great title for the second book that we're not going to write, though, isn't it? Cultural whatever whatever. We've had like seventeen different titles for the second book that we're not going to write. So, yeah, interesting. Well, if all of our listeners buy this, we we might have an outside chance at it. So go get it, folks. Yeah. Uh, all right. You so. 
next question. I I just recently was in the studio recording my portion of the audiobook. Uh, listeners, if you're oh, yeah. an audio if you're an audiobook person instead of a reader, uh, it's it's going to be out on Audible and and you know Apple and all that stuff. And each of us read our own sections. Uh, what was your experience like reading your own portions, especially because it was I found it a little disjointed because I'm reading responses that I wrote like ten months ago to questions that I wasn't reading on the audiobook. So I'm just sort of guessing at the tone and the mood and just sort of, do I sound like me? That's a weird question to ask, but I'm like, I'm reading this and I'm like, do, do I sound like me as I read this? So what was, what was your experience in doing the audiobook portion? Well, I mean, do totally that. I mean, that's the, that's the prob with the whole thing. So before I answer, um, you tell me what, I mean, did you, so were you trying to do it more like, because what I'm guessing is you want it to come off a little more like conversational style, not like you're writing it, but you're actually just dialoguing on it almost as if we were sitting at the table, you know, like recording a podcast. But how do you, how do you come across that way in your, in the way that you're speaking, if you're just reading something you wrote? So how did you do that? What'd you do? Um, it, it was tough because, because I write differently than I speak conversationally, you know, that the, there's a lot more yeah, exactly. lists and complex sentences and things, which I, I think works well on the page. It is a little awkward when you read it out loud, though. Um, so it, I, it was kind of a blend of like portions that were very, you know, they're very tongue in cheek. They're very, they're very sort of humor based and then portions that are more analysis based, you know, especially when, when we sort of get into the, the crux of problems, you know, whether it's yeah, yeah. Famous pastors or money or whatever. And uh, so it, yeah, I think, I think I just tried to read it in a little bit more light tone. And then those tongue in cheek portions, I tried very much to imagine like, Ted or Ronnie makes a joke and I'm just sort of responding dryly. Like this is sort of a, a dry response to that kind of thing. I, I hope it worked. Uh, I, it was easier to read than the other books of that I've done. So I've done my own audiobooks previously and those were more challenging because it's just, it, it's a lot more complex. And this was a lot more like just quick segment, a page here, a paragraph there. It's a little more quick hitter. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed it, but it, it was a weird experience to be like, I don't, I don't know if I sound like what our listeners expect me to sound like. Dude, I know, book. I know. I think that's the word. I mean, you can only do your best. So let me ask you this. Did you, how many, like, did you, was everything pretty much a one take or did you like go back and like redo certain takes? I, Everything was pretty much one take. Um, what I've what I've discovered doing audiobooks is that like rereading whole sections doesn't really do much. It's more like if I started a sentence and realized I don't like how that went, I just kind of pause, back up, and redo it. But uh, I feel like I could pro I could probably have read this six times, read it six different ways, and all of them would have been like I don't know. It's it's better than the last one in some ways, not as good in others, but. Like pick whatever you like, just leave yeah. them pick, like whatever. Yeah. Any, anything scripted, no matter how, no matter how many times you read it sounds less natural than something you're coming up with off the top of your head. So it's, you know, yeah. it just, it, it, it was, it, it was striking to me though, because we, this whole thing is built off of talking. We just talk to each other. Then we wrote yeah. something and now we're going back and reading what we wrote, which is a very different kind of talking. Well, right. And so here's what's so weird about that. So there's a sense where when you're talking or you're explaining something, like there's all kinds of weird pauses. 
everybody stutters to a degree. You say, you repeat words, you know, you say, you know, and it's like, so for me, it was like this thing of like, do I want to add some of that stuff to it to make it sound more natural? Because if you're just reading it word for word, it's just going to sound red. Like no matter what inflection you put on it, it's going to sound red. And again, it's a, it is, it is an audio book. So nobody's going to be bummed that it sounds red because it's, it's, it's what it is, you know, but it's like, how do you balance it out without it being like just sucking all the life out of it, but having it be like, so, like, in other words, you, you want it to be energetic because a lot of the writing feels energetic to me, like yeah. bantering back and forth. But then how do you, um, how do you communicate that? I mean, all you can do is do your best, but that's what makes this kind of a book so weird, I guess in general. And then I wondered like this, man, should I have should I have went and like, listen, and I don't, I hate research, but should I, which is a great, <laughs> great thing for a guy writing a dissertation. Right. But, um, but should I go and listen to books that are audio books that are more like this and see how, how they do it, you know, like kind of get the, kind of get that a little well, bit of that and to kind of get some pointers. What's tricky though is like, I do listen to a lot of audio books and I've listened to I've, m- mostly like fiction and history and stuff like that. But I've written, I've listened to some like Malcolm Gladwell books and stuff like that, that yeah, there's, yeah. there's some narrative, there's some analysis. And, uh, it, it's, again, it's really personality based, you know, just the, totally. uh, you listen to somebody like Gladwell, you can't tell when Gladwell is conversing or reading a script. Because he just sort of sounds the same all the time. I don't no think that's what. the case yeah. for us. So it, I think it, I think it will work because all of us write differently than we speak, and so yeah. having a slightly different tone in the reading will probably fit the content a little bit better. You know, how often do you and I just sort of in conversation talk at somebody else for three straight pages or two straight pages of analysis? <laughs> Not not often, I don't think. Not often. So yeah, absolutely, it, it, it kind of lends itself to that. Yeah, right on. All right one uh, one thing that came to mind while I was doing the audiobook was you know you I'm sure I'm sure you uh, resemble this. Once you've written something and handed it in, it's kind of out of your brain. You kind of forgot what was there. At least I, that's that's definitely <laughs> true for me. So I I had sent to a you know to an editor. We get done with the revisions, and then the book comes out, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot that was in there. Um, so I was reminded of all the stuff we had covered and how we wrote about it at various points. That I was like, oh, we're we're actually really smart and funny. Um, <laughs> did uh, have you encounter? Did you encounter any portions that you go, oh, that was that was better than I remembered, or that's my favorite part in this, or we, we really, that chapter or that section was really good. Yeah, dude, that's really good question, man. I, so I was, I would say for me, I was, I was more pleasantly surprised. Like to me, it was way better than I remembered it for sure. (laughs) Um, So, so I was, I was going to, I was going to read this thing and I just thought, oh, dude, you're going to wish the whole thing, like you already have regrets and you haven't even like started this thing. And um, as I got into it, I was like, well, I mean, I actually don't think it's that bad and I kind of like it. I actually think it kind of flows. And again, if you redo anything, it's going to be different. So I don't ever base that. I don't ever, that's never my criteria, you know. Um, but I thought, you know, for, uh, for the moment that we decided to do this with those particular topics, like I think... I think we did it. You know what I mean? Like I don't, there's, so in other words, when I read through it, I didn't think like, oh man, I totally wish I I could change that. I wish I could edit that. I mean, if you asked me to do it again, I'd probably write it differently just like you and Ted would. But like for the moment, capturing that moment, I thought, I think we captured the moment. 
And um, I don't, my big thing was this, and this is what I want to chat about for a second is my whole thing with these kind of books are, are they going to date? Like, is this thing going to be out of date in like a year or like these, like some of the stuff that we're talking about. And I think, I think we even covered that a little bit. Like, I think this thing will go a little like the distance a little bit. It's, you know, I don't know what it's going to look like in 10 years and nobody cares anyway, but um, I think for now, and by now, I mean, foreseeable future, I think it's going to stay put for a bit. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think I, I didn't, you know, there, there's nothing in there, you know, we made some, yeah, there's jokes in there that are about very particular people at particular times kind of thing, you know, but, but not, but not so we're analyzing this particular cultural moment in such a way that it, that it goes away. Um, I was, I think the thing that pleasantly surprised me the most was we, we managed to be both like lighthearted, tongue in cheek, self-deprecating, you know, all, you know, doing all the attempts at humor that we, that we always go for. And I think we left readers with like, if they read it with a, with, with an actual sort of thoughtful bent, mm-hmm. they could learn something or be encouraged or kind of be able to take a deep breath and go, okay, there's some, you know, there's like biblical footing here. The, uh, the grounding of it biblically was really stood out to me. And I noticed that because um, my home studio setup is not such that I can do a, a decent audiobook recording. So uh, I had to go to a studio to do it. And they set me up at a place oh, yeah, called, right. called Omni Studios, which is, it's like a Nashville soundstage, you know, like you walk in and there's gold and platinum records <laughs> all over the walls because like Miranda Lambert and Travis Tritt and the band Perry and whoever else have all cut records there. And the know. Happy Ramp book. Pipes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, you know, right in line, it's going to be, that's going to be the one next up, I think. Um and and the guy who's doing the the engineering is, you know, he's a Nashville sound guy. Like he may have grown up at Church of Christ or whatever. He's he's not a Christian. And here I am reading this chapter on like manly men. Like what does it mean to be a godly man? And saying some <laughs> some profoundly biblical things that are so countercultural. And like in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, this is like. We kind of planted a cultural flag here biblically, and this guy might hate this. Like they might kick me oh, out of this because hundred percent. You know, it, it kind of like takes the the idea of gender fluidity and goes, "That's not biblical." And uh, and I'm like, I don't know what this guy thinks, but he has to listen to every word that I'm reading. Um, and so, just I I, I kind of came away going, I I think we did better at that than I than I remembered. I remember jokes yeah, and I think humor and yeah. bits. But not the like, oh, there's there's something of substance here, too, I think. I think that's a really important point even to point, you know, to to, you know, for our listeners to get before they even read the book is that or people that are thinking about it is that I think you automatically think, well, is it going to be, you know, is it going to have that element of, you know, sarcasm and lightheartedness and banter? And it's like, I think it does have that. But I think kind of like just I think kind of like the pod itself. Like we can go, like we can dig down and we can, like you just said, find some biblical footing. And I think we do that. I would say we do that in almost every chapter at some point, right? It kind of, it, yeah. it dives down deep enough to kind of get us into some, some grounding into what we're, so we can talk about the ridiculousness of the thing we're talking about, but then we can also say, but here is what is important about what we're talking about. And we want to, we want to dialogue a little bit about that as well. So what I got from it too is that I do think it's like, it's super balanced because I think 
if it was just a bunch of banter and and you know trying to be funny and sarcastic dude it would get old really quick like a much quicker than if we sort of didn't balance it out you know the way we did so that's kind of my take on it yeah i think that's true i think uh i think reading a joke book at the expense of church culture would you know that you got about 30 pages and then <laughs> and then people are like whatever how many more jokes can you make about well, yeah. carl wentz and conferences and beards and stuff because it also too and like i think that makes it date even quicker yeah. and faster you know instead of just saying well no actually they they had some opinions on this that again aren't they're they're not sort of they're, they're opinions that i don't think are just based on how we feel today you know because of the you know because of the way the culture is shaping these things but hopefully it's a little more biblically grounded and I, I think we did that i think we tried to do that at least is what i would say so yeah i think i, I think we definitely tried although what what was also interesting is that none of us came into this with like a uh a unified strategy of how we were going to go about this we just sort of found our footing and we were like well ted sort of hosts the podcast well, Ted does host the podcast so he's going to sort of host the book where he he kicks off the chapter and then we just yeah, take it yeah. and run and bring our own christian sensibilities to the topic and it it coalesced really well with and i think each chapter landed at a place where we didn't overdo it you know we didn't sort of drag mm. the topic out endlessly but sort of landed it with like and that, that's probably a good place to stop this so let's just stop it all right one I last question true. yeah 100%. Yeah. one last question for you uh as much as we love to talk about ourselves and our accomplishment you have vacationing to get back to and i have a fishing trip to leave on so what was the most fun part about writing this book or did you not have any fun writing this book no, so I actually, I actually did have fun writing this book, and um, I've done, I've done probably an even split in my quote unquote writing career between you know co-authoring and just you know solo authoring, if that's a word. Um, but I think what was fun about it was that it was it's the kind of writing I like, which is just making up stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so. <laughs> So I am because of how because how I because that's, of how I'm that's wired the subtitle that's the subtitle cultural whatever whatever just making up stuff. I mean, there's a title for book number two, but I but again, I'm, I'm saying it that extreme to make a point, but it's actually true. I just I like to I like to write more stream of consciousness kind of writing, like how am I feeling at the time, and you know, because I like there to be a fluidity and a looseness to writing, you know, and so that's what was so fun about it to me was that. Um, as opposed to what I'm doing now, this disaster-tation thing I'm doing, um, this thing was just fun, right? Because, again, the requirement wasn't I got to write, like, four chapters of 3,000 words each. It was just comment. You can, have, you, can have a, you can have a paragraph of two sentences. You can write one sentence. You can write, you know, you can write a, a whole page, you know, to respond to you or Ted. And I think that's what made it so much fun and enjoyable was that it wasn't scripted. And I don't, I just don't enjoy scripted things, to be honest. Yeah. And so this, this hit at everything that I actually enjoy doing with writing. It's off the top of your head, but you know, you're editing and you're, you're making it good. But at the same time, it just, it kept the process from getting bogged down and technical. And so I just, that was just fun for me. That was just, that was just really enjoyable. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I think it was probably the most fun I've ever had writing a book, which I, I think other books have probably left me with a greater sense of like accomplishment. You know, you sort of get done and you're like, <laughs> I, I did it, you know, climbed the mountain. Uh, and this was more oh, why, like, pipe. I don't understand that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this was like, it, 
every time so basically listeners the way that it worked was like one ted would kick something off and then he'd be like all right i've got the intro for chapter eight on you know whatever it is conferences and then we'd go read it and one of us would just say all right i'm jumping in on that and then so you never knew what you were about to respond to which sounds really stressful to some people but certainly for ronnie and me it was like oh this is great it means i don't have to think about it until somebody shoots a message and says hey i'm done with that section who's up and then we go in and read it and go, oh, I've got some thoughts. So it was just, it it was really fun to riff on it that way. And then for the couple days that we spent in Destin uh, writing together, it's, it's it was just kind of funny to see like the different ways of approaching things and the uh, mm-hmm. the the styles of writing. You know, you you have your style, Ted has his style. I kind of come at it differently. And but I don't think any of us stepped on each other's toes, which is another reason it was fun. You know, like. Ted would write a section and neither of us would tell him it should be different. We just go, there we yeah, go. That's yeah, our, yeah. that's our, the thing that we're responding to. And, and it, and so it, it, it worked that way. Um, yeah, it was, it was the most low pressure, which I think made the book better because we weren't, we that's weren't a good word, trying yeah. to, to kind of be unanimous on anything. It was more just like your take, my take. Sometimes there's disagreement. Sometimes there's mockery. Sometimes it, sometimes we're, we're building on one another. It, I, I think it worked. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Because I think like what you just, something you just said is like, no, like you cannot, uh, you can, but like if, for this thing to like come off natural and be successful and have a sense of like flow and organic, have an, a particular kind of organicness to it. Like you can't micromanage it. Right. Like you can't just be like, like there could be somebody in the group that went back and picked apart everybody's words, but like, oh my gosh, now, now it's like, why are we even doing this, right? If we're going to approach it that way. <laughs> oh, I would have you know. quit so fast. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, there's like, so the whole point is like, Hey, by the way, like I don't even have to agree with your opinion or your hot take on this thing, but that's the point. The point is that there is a little bit of friction. There is a little bit of tension here and there that comes through and that just makes it more compelling. I would say. Yeah. All right. I just had another question come to mind as this, this will be the last one and we'll land it. Can, can three male authors birth one book, baby? Oh, how does that, I mean, that how remains, does that work? <laughs> that remains to be seen, man. I, I don't know. Um, I'm really curious. I really, really am. I like review. Okay. So, um, I like, I like good reviews. I like bad reviews. I'm, I, it's one of the few things that I'm actually pretty thick skinned about. And, um, so I'm, I, I can't wait for the reviews to come in and especially the ones <laughs> from people that go, this is hot garbage. I, I, mean, I love stuff so like much. That. I love because there's tons of stuff I hate. So I'm okay with people saying they don't like my stuff. Um, and so, um, so I can't wait, I can't wait to get really critical reviews and I can't wait to get the real serious reviews. Like people are taking things that aren't supposed to be taken serious, <laughs> too serious. Like that's just going to be fun to read back. So oh, I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. I, I hope somebody comes in and was like, clearly these guys have not read the 17 volumes of Carl Bart on this and that. <laughs> clearly. Yeah, you're 100% right. We have not. <laughs> if there's one thing that's clear, it's that we did not read Carl Truman's modern whatever the thing he wrote. The rise and triumph of the great. modern self. And the only reason I know that is because I Googled <laughs> it yesterday. 100%. Well done, Pipe. All right. Well, listeners, our our book baby is birthed. It is in the world and you should go get it uh, wherever you get your books. If you go to thehappyrant.com, there are links to to purchase it there at uh, at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, christianbook.com, Lifeway, etc. 
um, or just go get it wherever you want. And then, yeah, please leave us reviews um, on whatever site you bought it from. And um, good reviews, bad reviews, just, you know. About, just review it. Yeah, about the actual <laughs> book. Like, tell us what you think. It's uh, and, and the more entertaining you are, the more likely you are to end up having your review uh, featured on this podcast. So if you have any ego, review it and review it well, and we'll probably feature that in a future episode yeah. uh, down the road. Ronnie, any any closing thoughts? You know, I'm looking forward to this thing hitting the market. I think um, when you look at all of the books all stacked up coming out, and again, we're, we're part of that as well. We do other books. Um, I think this is really, this thing sticks out. This sticks out for 2022, and that's what I love about it. So I'm looking forward to it. Agreed. Well, listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Happy Rant. We will get back at you in coming weeks. And until next time. We want to take a moment to thank the team at Life Audio for partnering with us on this podcast. Be sure to go to lifeaudio.com and take a look at the other podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.